snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. How you doing, my friend? Oh, good, brother. Thanks for having me again, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Chanel and our favorite episode. Is it really that bad? Favorite series. We have in the house director Ranjit Mara in the house. Ranjit Singh. I don't want to butcher your name. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> you actually said it right. The uh, when you reviewed the uh, Exile teaser, it's Ranjit Mawa. Like, like, okay, okay, cool, cool. Right. I just want to make sure I get that right there. All right, how you doing, man? Oh, good, man. Oh, good, man. So um, we're early today. Early today. Two hours early stream. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Let's see here. Hold on. Let me uh, fix this right here. You got a fan going on back there? Oh yeah, man. Sorry, man. Okay, I'm hearing some static. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Pop that up for the audience here. Make sure. See who is here. The Movie Dojo Army. Hold on one second. We get this up. Boom. There we go. Hold the dark. Booyakasha. All right. Who is who is here? All right. Nobody yet. It's early. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Good, man. Good, man. Just uh, busy with Exiled. So got like pretty much the last day so the producers are going to review it tomorrow and, and then if all's good they're going to sign it off and then it's going to go for all the uh the fun stuff cgi special effects the music yeah. Yeah, post-production so, stuff all the rest of the post-production stuff man yeah we're just, we're just oh, trying to name the, the main edit charms charms is here mm-hmm. hey guys <laughs> Oh man, that's cool, man. It's good to hear about Exile, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so that uh, is awesome. Let's see. Uh, you look, you, you see, are you a little tired or are you just, you just uh, taking I'm a break? Good. I'm just taking a break for a while, man. I just like probably half an hour ago finished re watching the movie again. Right, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I watched it today too. So I'm going to need your help. I got a lot of questions. Sure, man. I'm going to need your help on this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can go ahead and go in. We can get into it now. We don't want to. We don't want to wait too long because I know you got things to do later. But yeah, we can get into it now. So, is it really that bad? Hold the dark came out in 2018, and you know I saw a quick preview on Netflix a while back, and I remember uh, going, "Man, that looks really intriguing. It looks really interesting." I put it in the queue, and I never watched it. I never got around to, which is a lot. That happens a lot. I got like hundreds of movies in the queue. And I'm like, oh man, it looks good. I'm gonna watch it. Put it in the queue. Forget it's, forget it's there. You know, unfortunately, that happens. Yeah. Uh, but you know, thanks. Thankfully, you have come around. You'd be like, ah, let's go ahead and uh, give hold the dark a shot. And so when you suggested this, what's up, Kelly Kells? She says she loves the Pulp Fiction poster in the back there. All right. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's right. Too. That's right. She's got good taste in movies. <laughs> That's right. Um. But uh, yeah, I remember you suggested that, and so when I, I was a little bit confused at first because when I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, the score is really high. Mm. But then, then I took a little bit, I looked a little bit to the right, and I saw the audience score, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. like holy crap! What the fuck happened here? Thirty-two percent." I was like, yeah. "Holy shit! Like what happened?" So now I'm intrigued now. So I know usually we do these based off of the Rotten Tomato critic scores, but we can we can make exceptions, you know, for a few things, right? And I think this one is like, all right, I gotta I gotta find out what's what's going on here. 
Mr. King Palma in the house. He goes, hey, Sam, I was looking for your review for War of the Planet of the Apes. Love your channel. Um, I don't know if we reviewed that, to be honest. I don't think we did. It's, it's been a while, but uh, I don't think we did, though. Uh, thanks for the dono and for, and for popping in. We really appreciate it. So Hold the Dark. So it came out in 2018. It's directed by Jeremy Solonier. Uh, a lot of good actors in this. Jeffrey Wright is fantastic. Yeah, this guy is just really good. He he gets every every time I see this guy in a project, he gets better and better. We got Alexander Skarsgård, who was sounding like his dad. Who sounded like his dad a lot in this movie, <laughs> and uh, many 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 others. Uh, but those are the two main meat of actors that are in this. Uh, what is the yeah. female? The the act, which is what is her name? I'm trying to find her name here. Okay, we'll just keep it rocking and rolling here. The, the, the actress that played the mother uh, was very good in the movie as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, 32%. I was like, what? What the fuck happened? So I sat down and watched it with Lady Fatblood today. Uh, she couldn't yeah. talk about it with us because she's she's busy with other things. However, right. cheers for hanging out. Uh, chat with us today. Cheers for hanging out. Yes, you guys rock. Uh, cheers again, Mr. Ranjit. Brother from another mother, we're hanging out on the channel. It's always awesome to have you here, man. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So, uh, again, there's always spoilers when we do this chat. So here's the quick plot synopsis here. So we have, after the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, writer Russell Core is hired by the mother of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate her son in the Alaskan wilderness. Now, as soon as I saw that critics rating, the first thing that popped through my head, they hate the ending. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped through. Because what else would it be, right? Mm -hmm. What else could it be? They hate the ending. So I'm thinking, okay, either we have a great silence, the great silence type moment, right? Or we, we have that. Or something horribly, horribly go. Something goes horribly wrong, or you know, I'm just. I, I was coming up with all these different theories of why uh, the uh, the audience mm. basically did not like this movie. Here we could do this right now. So I did a uh, a little poll with the movie dojo army here, right. and I'm, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Hold on a second. I'm bring it up right now. And even the movie Dojo Army said, fuck this movie. <laughs> even the movie Dojo Army was, well, some of them, not all of them, but even some of them, you know, majority of them are like, no, it needs to stay as low as 32, 32%. So even they're not, not digging it. So it's all good, though. Uh, Big Ant says the move, this movie was all right. Uh, UE Tubi says, hold the dark was a real slow burn. I suspect Netflix should stick to TV series. Most of their movies are either overdone or really underdone. So everybody, you know, has their opinions, and it's all good. If you know, everyone's welcome here in the dojo. People that hate the movie, they hate the movie. They're welcome. If they like the movie, they're welcome. If they're okay with the movie, they're welcome. All right. So uh, I'm fascinated. I was fascinated with the with the critics. I mean, excuse me, the audience score. I was really fascinated, and I was like, I gotta watch this. So we sat down and watched this. And I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the positives out of the way here. Mm. Acting performances are fantastic, Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. Jeffrey Wright is he's just on point. I've just I've never seen a bad Jeffrey Wright performance yet. I have not seen it. Yeah. He is really good in this. Skarsgård's good in this too. Uh, the mother, the actress that plays the mother is really good. Everybody's really good in this. The acting's really good. 
Another positive, soundtrack's good. It, it has that eerie tone throughout the yeah. movie, which fits the tone of the movie. Uh, the, the cinematography is... This movie... Yes, yeah, that was the, one of the first points I actually wrote down. The cinematography was on point. Yeah, it was, it was literally breathtaking at times. Yeah. Like I was just like, even if you don't really care what's happening on the screen, you're still kind of like fixated on it because of how it looks. Yeah, you yeah. know, even if it's two people just talking in a in a cabin, an old dirty dark cabin, it, it looks so nice. You're just like, oh man, I'm gonna, I, I can't stop watching here. Uh, definitely some some great eerie tones throughout the movie, which I, I I did enjoy. But we'll get into it. So I already went over the plot synopsis there, but I'll have you go into you know more of it, you know more of the nit of the grit as we progress through here. So, so uh, but yeah, go ahead. This is actually my second viewing of the movie. Um, okay, but I oh, have to your say, opinion change. Yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll save that for the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I mean, in terms of nitty gritty stuff. Um, so Jeffrey Wright's character, he's, I guess, is a former writer. He's a writer that was like back in the day, because. Yeah. The 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 mother character, I think her name is Riley. Her actual name is Riley. Yeah. Um, or Sloane in the movie. Right. Um, she mentions at one point, "You look much older," and she's referring to the back of the book, right? That he's written because in the back of the book he's a lot younger, and then she's seeing him in person, he looks a lot older. So the assumption is, yeah, yeah that's her. so the assumption is that he's not written a book for a very long time. Um, but he studies wolves and he knows everything about wolves and you know how they roll in a pack, you yeah. know, their instincts and what their behavior um stuff is like. So um so she calls him because her son has been supposedly taken by a wolf. Are we okay with spoilers? Oh no, every isn't really that bad at spoilers. I forgot I may have forgotten to mention that earlier, but yeah, <laughs> it's always spoilers, but yeah, go ahead. Spoilers, yeah. So so supposedly taken by wolves. And there are, I think, was it like one or two other children have been taken as well. So she calls on this guy um, to go and kill the female wolf, the one that leads the pack, which is quite different because usually um, female wolves are not usually the leaders of the pack, the males are the wolves. But this female has killed three children with her other, with the pack. And so right. he goes out and he stumbles across where the wolves are. Um, and he sees that it's that what they've been described as killing children, it's not what he sees. They're very curious creatures, but they're not ones to attack. And even in the movie, he says it's a very rare occasion that a wolf will attack a human. Right, right, right. 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 And you're telling me that it's attacked three of them and killed three of them. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, I'm not really buying it, but I'll help you find your child. Anyway, right. the movie progresses. Um, he goes back to the cabin where the where the mother is, and she's disappeared. She's she's no longer there. She's emptied all the drawers out. Her truck is gone. Right. Um, he's a latch open in the door that was supposed to be locked. So he goes down. He has a look. He sees oh she's not there, and he just glimpses and he sees something on the floor. And it's wrapped up. Right. And he goes to it. He opens it. And it's the child. Right. It's the one that's been supposedly taken by the wolves. Um, 
and he sees that the child has been strangled. Right. And it's just, and the child, and it's a boy, and the boy's been wrapped up in some like some plastic sheet. Yeah. He um, freaks out. And he freaks out. He like, freaks out. Yeah. But it takes him a second to freak out. Right. 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 Like it doesn't hit him straight away. But then right. as soon as he run, runs out of the cabin, he starts yelling, I found a boy that yeah. you can see that his adrenaline is kicked in like on it's gone on some next level. Um all the villagers come. It's, it's a very what would you call it? It's, it's a little village, right? Probably with like twenty people. Yeah. Yeah, right. if that, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, there's literally nobody it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's like right. they they mentioned the movie, it's like a one or two hour drive from the next like village area where I, I guess there's more people that stay there. Right. Uh, motels and stuff. So yeah. Um anyway, so but before they, you before you go before you yeah. move over, I just want to go back a little bit. Right. But but uh yeah, the you know, as soon as you see the mother, you you know something is wrong. Like yeah. right in the beginning, she's acting very strange and it was kind of like, oh okay, I think I think because of what's happened, mommy has gone bye-bye. Yeah. Right. This is what I thought about first, especially when you get to the the uh, uh, the shower scene. You That's know. super weird. I was yeah, he's asleep and he turn he hears a noise like somebody's talking to themselves and he kind of turns over on the couch and he see you know she leaves the door open and she, she's bathing in there and <laughs> and then all of a sudden he hears her talking to herself and then he was like, all right, I I don't know what that's all about, but let me just go back to sleep and then all of a sudden he hears a noise. He turns back over again, and she's standing there in the darkness, naked, yeah. wearing the mask, wearing this mask. Right mm. now, that mask was supposed to represent. It's it's a uh, supposed to represent a wolf, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. That was hanging up. It, that was like there was already there was already a spot for that to hang up in the house. Yeah. And there was already a place for it, and she's wearing this, just standing there naked, yeah. and then she comes over there. Lays next to him on the couch, and he's just like, "What the hell is happening?" And then she grabs his hand, you know, and over here. And I thought, well, maybe she just wants to be, you know, held or yeah. whatever. And then no, she grabs his hand and she like puts it up to her throat, like she wants him to kill her or whatever. And he's like, pulls his hand away. He's like, "What the hell is going on?" So yeah. already something's not right. Okay, yeah. you know, mommy. This is what I thought about at the time. I was like, okay, because of the mom being traumatized and losing her kid, she has gone bye bye. You know, that's that's what that's what I thought at the time, you know, and going back to um, the uh, like you said, when he goes out there and he finds the other wolves eating their young, you know, he, yeah. he spoke about it. He, he was talking and like saying that. Um, let's hear uh, again, like you said, it was a rare occasion that the wolves attack like that, uh, but they would they would kill their young if it was for resources yeah. purposes. Yeah. Or there was something wrong with the child, with the with the with the cubs. Yeah. Right. Which he, he said the words they go savaged. Yeah. He said something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, are we getting a hint hint here? Maybe, maybe, you know, is this foreshadowing here? You know, yeah. then you know, killing the cub because there's something wrong with it, or whoever whoever knows the reason. I was like, hmm. Right. And then um we get a shot of you know, the father, Skarsgård, who's still, he's still in the military. Yeah. And we have this crazy scene, man, where he's just like, <laughs> he finds another girl, you know. you know, First, they show him blowing away dudes like nothing, yeah. as you do, because he's in the military. And then um, he comes across another, a girl 
uh, Afghan girl who was getting, you know, assaulted. And he just straight murders that dude. Like, he takes that dude out, like, without any emotion at all. Yeah. Like, he just walks in there, shank, 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 and then gives the knife to the girl and walks out while she finishes the the shanking. Right? And I was like, dude, this guy is cold-blooded. And then he's just walking around. Then he gets shot in the neck, and he just sits there. He's like, oh, I got shot in the neck. So already I'm like, dude, what is up with this guy? Mm. Like, there's something wrong with this guy. I mean, good props for him for saving the day with the girl, but... Dude, there's like he's like there's no emotion. He's like Terminator. I was like, hmm. So that was interesting. And then, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, before, oh, just to backtrack. Before he goes even out there to look for the wolves, uh, Jeffrey Wright, the the uh, is the Native American. Is that the correct term? Native or American. yeah, okay. I just want to make sure that the the older woman, yeah, who's almost like the shaman, I guess, or the, the you know, she even calls herself a witch. Yeah. She's like, even she's like, don't don't go out there in the woods, don't bother that girl that you're trying to help. There's something very dark and evil about her. Don't yeah. just go home. But you know, he's a good he's a good guy. He still wants to help out and see and investigate and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, already there's foreshadowing of evil here. You know, there, there's foreshadowing of this. And let's see here. Was there anything else? Um. And one thing that I thought was interesting that the mother brought up, she said that out of nowhere, she said, he left me alone with the sick kid mm. when he was talking about, you know, her husband. She's yeah. like, yeah, he promised me he would never leave, but he left me alone with the, you know, with the sick kid. You know, that doesn't sound too loving. It <laughs> doesn't sound like, you know, we're doing the best we can. I'm taking care of my son. I love him. I hope my husband comes home safe. And I was like, no, he left me here with the sick kid, you know. <laughs> Again, going back to what the wolves did to the cubs yeah. for a certain reason, right? Uh, so that's kind of where I was thinking at, you know, at the time where we're, where we're at here. Uh, and then now, like you said, finds the boy. He finds the boy strangled. I was like, yo, what is going on right now? This is like really interesting. Like, wow. And then I like how he ran out and he comes by the the old lady the, the old lady again and she, and he goes you knew you knew didn't you you know he says that to her yeah. and and she kind of just blows him off. Uh, What's the line? It's in the trailers. I think she says you've led us to the devils or something like that. Right, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah. something. Is that what she said to him? Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the village, when the cops are trying to take statements from the villagers, even the villagers were saying that, you know, she's possessed by a wolf demon. Like, everyone's coming up with their own, you know, uh, take on what exactly happened. Yeah. Uh, so now I'll let you take over with the husband coming home after all of this, and uh, you can go, we go from there. So the, hus- so the husband comes home um, to go to the morgue, right? To where his okay. son is. Right, and that's where he meets Jeffrey Wright's character for the first time. And um, what does he say? To, oh, he says uh, the police officer says police officer says to the father, he says he's here if you want to ask him any questions, referring to Jeffrey Wright. And he asks yeah. Jeffrey one question, and he goes, um, "Can you raise the dead?" Yeah, and Jeffrey Wright's character is like, "No, sir." And he goes, "Then I have nothing left to ask you." Right? right, and then he finally goes in to see his son in the morgue, and he weeps and stuff. But even his weep is very like it's very cold. Yeah, 
like you can see that he's holding a lot in, and you do yeah. see you do see a tear drop at one point, but right. you can still there's hardly any facial emotion that he shows. Right. Uh, and then they leave the morgue. Um, spoilers for anyone. And they leave the morgue. He shakes, and the father shakes the, the officer's hands. He shakes Jeffrey Wright's hand. Um, then he has a swig of, I, I guess, it's whiskey with some of the officers. They hand him a gun, which I don't know why, but they hand him a gun. And um, without split second thought, he just like, boom, boom, he shoots them both in the head. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. He shoots yeah. him both in the head. And then he and then he goes literally from that point on, he goes on a mad fucking rampage. So yeah. it's like almost like a revenge thing. Um what you but, think you think at first, but yeah. then more, more gets revealed later. But it's really, yeah. uh, a, the fucked okay. up thing is dude is is he takes his son from the morgue, right? Right. He wraps his son up, takes his son in, from the morgue, puts him in the back of the truck, and they makeshift a, a coffin yeah. with another Native in, uh, Native American. Um, yeah. And they go to the snow and they bury the son in the snow in the coffin. Right. And right. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? This is weird, man. Yeah, and, yeah. Don't forget about the blood ritual. Oh, yeah, the blood ritual. Yeah, so they literally... Yeah. The, uh, the Native American, he slits the, the dad's arm, forearm down, and they yeah. draw a cross and some, like, necks, like, symbols and stuff. And a handprint, right. and um, it was just very weird. Like it was very, it was like you mentioned earlier. It was very eerie to watch it. Yeah. And to refer back to another thing that you said, the the score, musical score, was great. But a lot of the time, there was no score. That's right? true. Yeah. Right. Which made it even more fucked yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was almost like we know in in movies there's a score, but. In real life, there is no score, and it just almost felt like shit. If this happened, really, this is what it would be like. Pretty right? much, yeah, yeah. Um, now his now his Native American friend. Yeah. What's your theory on him helping him? The the only thing I got out of it was he feels the same thing the dad's going through because right. he lost his his kid, right? And he has nothing to live for. His wife left him. Yeah. His wife left him once the kid got taken, so he has nothing to live for. So he's like, let me help this guy, his other father who didn't get it. He's like, I didn't get a chance to bury my, my child. Let me help this guy, you know, do what he needs to do. Even if he's murdering people, it's like, fuck it. I'm still going to kind of help him. But yeah. he, so that's what I thought at first. And then you have that line where Skarsgård tells him, he's like, before they part ways, he goes, you know, I'm so sorry. You weren't able to bury your child. Like I buried mine. And the guy goes, it's not even about that. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, so what is it about then? Yeah, yeah. See, see that, that that was my assumption. Like I said, I've watched it twice, and even still, I can't really make out what it, what their relationship is supposed to be. Right. right? But right. I just know that it's a very strange and odd relationship, right? And yeah. they, they they have this quiet understanding. Yeah. Of, right. Like you said, you could one hundred percent be right. It could be the fact that they have the same similar things that had happened family wise. All right, so maybe maybe your theory is right, but then it goes back to what you just said as well. He says it's got even nothing to do with that. So, right, I don't know. It's it, it's it's a bit of a strange one. It's a little vague. Yeah, right. But he does go on the does he seriously just like you know he goes on the rampage. Let's see after after that, 
basically you're right he goes basically tries to find the uh, the wife yeah because you know you're thinking at the time you're thinking he's going after her for revenge mm. you know that's what you're thinking yeah so he comes across uh so he shoots the cops um let's see uh he starts preparing for the hunt he gets bow and arrows he gets all this stuff like he's rambo right um he uh let's see meets up with well first he visits the old witch now, does, now what, yeah. what's your theory on that whole encounter uh like i said everything pretty much in the whole film is very vague it's not it, nothing kind of goes in depth in what the meaning of anything is it doesn't really give you an explanation it's kind of left left up to the audience to make their own assumption right. so i i guess there is no right or wrong answer depending on how you look at it it's, just, it's, it's your own interpretation. Um, but for me, because there's a line in there that he says, uh, or she says, that I was the one that told him something. Like, oh, I was, I helped him with something. I can't remember, like, exactly now. But, but that kind of pissed him off, right? Which is the reason he fucking slits her throat, right? Right, right. He's right. not even like a slit. It's a, it looks like a hat. <laughs> yeah. Right? Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees was in the area. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> you don't see it happen, but when Jeffrey Wright's character comes back to see the witch or the shaman, yeah. um, and the camera pans around, it literally the camera does a complete three sixty around right. the cat to right. the throat. Right. 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 It's a really beautiful way right. that it was shot, and yeah. it just it was literally it was like split like this. Yeah. Right. He, he, he took his time. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, but it was almost it was almost like the, the stuff she was conversating with him about was kind of like she went over the history the history of the land. Oh yeah, yeah. Over the history of the land. You know, you guys said it was influenza that took us out, but it was actually a lot of wolves. You know, we had a lot of people that lived. A lot of us lived in the, in, es in Eskimos, and you know, wolves came, destroyed all of us, left the body parts like. Uh, she she was kind of almost predicting that like this is nothing new, the darkness coming across the land, and this yeah. is who we are, and this is we have to deal with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she's like, "Don't get mad at me." She even says this: "Don't get mad at an old, don't try to take it out on an old witch because yeah. that's just how it is out here." Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But that and none of that mattered. He was just angry because, you know, like you said earlier, and then he shot, and then he not shot her, but he. uh Went Jason Voorhees on her there. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, uh, it, it is it is ahead. a pretty, pretty brutal movie for for a two hour runtime. It is a pretty brutal movie, uh, but it's brutal very subtly. It's not it's not like crazy over the top, but the way that the build up to it and the execution of the death scenes. Right. Oh yeah. It, it, it's quite visceral when you. Yeah. When you, yeah, it was it was it was brutal, but it was done really well. Yeah, really well. Um, so again, he's he's going on this little rampage here. He 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 gets information that she went to go visit this shaman. Yeah. So he goes. He, he meets with the with the grandma of the motel, right? I think she I think she wanted some scars guard. I think she uh, did. Yeah. I get that wrong there? She was like, I keep the beds warm for you. You know. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening right now? <laughs> Grandma didn't give a fuck. She wanted yeah. some Sarsgaard. Okay. 
<laughs> she wanted some Tarzan, son. All right. She wanted Tarzan. Yeah. Right. Uh, but um, she lets him know where the shaman is uh, because the wife visited the shaman and he goes up there to visit the shaman. I don't know why they call him the Indian hunter, but I guess that even the grandma was like, that's just his name, but that's not what he is. He's mostly just a shaman, right? Yeah. So he goes up there. He finds the wolf mask there. He does, yeah. So, you know, the mother he went to see the day. shaman and left the wolf mask there. He finds he finds his wife's one there. Right. Uh, the shaman, which which I really liked, was he says, um, there's many masks here. Just choose the one that you want. Right? Yeah. And he looks at his wife's one for a second, but his peripherals see another one. Right? An even more badass one. Like I thought that scene was pretty pretty good like I, I really enjoyed that scene and um where's that guy from by the way like it was annoying i've seen that guy somewhere before the guy who was the shaman shaman guy yeah he did look familiar it was bugging me he's was... been in another, in another horror movie man yeah he's, wow. he's bugging I'll, me. I'll, I'll have to check it out later but i've definitely seen oh, thanks man. Nate dog for the dono uh i'm glad you're enjoying the pink hair i appreciate it oh <laughs> uh, but uh yeah he sees, yeah. he sees that, that, that wolf mask. Right. And he's hanging out. And, and that one there, yeah, that's such like, it looks really simple. But in the movie with the atmosphere and everything and the music, it's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, here's some nightmare fuel for you, chat. There you go. Yeah. You yeah, like that? Walking slowly up towards you. Plus, Skarsgård is fucking huge. Yeah, How big is that guy, man? That guy's huge. I think he's around the six foot mark, right? Oh. He looks bigger for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Shama kind of gives him information. Then he goes and finds the wife, but he takes the, he continues his you know, pursuit, search for the wife. Yeah. He takes the Shaman out. And then Grandma goes straight John Wick on... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She comes out there with that rifle and starts busting caps, and she ended up hitting them. <laughs> well, Skarsgård's running away. I was like, fuck, don't mess with Grandma. See, he should have gave her that Tarzan, you know? Should have hooked her up, bro, with that Tarzan. Um... <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to find this guy, man, the showman guy. Yeah, a Tarzan he banana. He's going to really annoy me this is now. Yeah, it was bothering me, dude. Like, it seriously was bothering me. Hello. Tino, what's up? Got Tino in the house. Uh-oh, you froze. RVD, RVD. Ranjit has frozen. He is in he is in the uh <laughs> he is in the further. Right, I don't know if he's frozen. Let me try to send him a private message. Hold on, guys. <laughs> he might have to come out and come back in. You gotta love life. May have lost him. Chat, can you at least still see me? Let me know if you can still see me. Or am I the one frozen? <laughs> Charms, can you still see me? Oh, he's gone. Can you guys still see me at least? <laughs> Let me try to get him back. Hold on, guys. Okay, cool. Let me try to get him back. 
Hold on. Hold on, guys. I'm gonna try to get him back. I'm gonna send him another another invite. Hold on a second. See where he's at here. He broke the internet. <laughs> Let me see if he messaged me. Hold on, guys. We got a little live, man. And the words of good old JR. We're live, buddy. Let me try to see where he's at. Hold on. He says the connection's gone. <laughs> You see what's up. I have to do the video without him. Can't keep can't keep oh there he is. There he is. <laughs> hey. There he is. Sorry, you said, man. Fuck it. You use the cell phone, right? Fuck it. Yeah, I have to, man. <laughs> what happened? I'm not sure, man. You know what it is? The internet connection usually in the evening is, is a bit unstable. So uh, mm. it's all right. We're, we, we're kind of glitching a little bit throughout the whole stream, but it's it was still good enough. We can still see yeah. you. Cool, now sorry, you look good now. There's not even any glitches. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it happen. Fuck it. We'll make it. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. There you go. Charm, Charm said the witch is taking him. The witch is taking me. Yeah, yeah it is. What, what's, what T-shirt what t is that? What do you got there? Charm's actually got me this one. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Speaking of, you've been playing the Xbox? Uh, Xbox? You've been playing the Xbox? <laughs> no time, huh? You're so busy. I have. I really haven't. You know what? I I did actually put on GTA the other day, uh, and then I think I played for like two minutes and I just turned it off. <laughs> Hold on one second, Sean. I didn't. I did not know there was a movie based off of Painkiller Jane. So I'm going to look into it. So thanks for the information. Painkiller Jane was a, a a comic book I used to collect. It was brutal, badass, action packed. And I mean, then, and then the TV show came out with Kristana Loken, and it was garbage. Oh my god! I, I didn't even finish it. Like it was. It could have been one of those shows that actually got better later. Right. But I just. I could. I was like. Pfft. Right at the beginning, she's all like, you know, my dad called me Painkiller Jane. That was how the that's how the episode started. I was like, nope. <laughs> <I'm done." laughs> oh uh, who's this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Jeez. You're always bugging me, man. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Thanks for popping in for a little bit. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, the witch from Hold the Dark came out with a shaman powers. Fucked with uh, Ranjit's internets. That's right. But he uh, he did the uh, Harry Potter stupefy. He said, stupefy, stupefy on the witch. That's it. Dave's he's gone. And he's back. Did some Doctor Strange shit, right? <laughs> made, it, made it work, came back. All right. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to remember where exactly were we? Oh, okay. So the shop. Did you figure out who the shaman guy was? No, uh, yeah, he's from uh, M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. The Visitor. The Visit. The oh, the, the Visit. Uh, okay, the visit, I haven't yeah. seen that one. I have, I have not seen so, that one. Me and Charmin actually went to uh, the theaters to watch it, and um, that was it. that was kind of that was like his return to form until he came back and then fucked up Glass, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like he did, he did like like three or four really good movies, and then he did Glass, and it was like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh man, yes. God, what a disappointment! I know there's yeah. a lot of fans of Glass, and that's fine. It has its moments. McAvoy's great. Yeah, McAvoy's great. It's just oh, oh what happened here? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, but I'm sure that was a lot of the audience with this movie. They're like, what the fuck is happening? But we're gonna get into we're gonna get into it a little bit more here. Hold on, let me catch up on the comments here. All right. Okay. So he uh, has shot the shaman actually after he got the mask. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like this is like, <laughs> is this an RPG for, for the bad guy? <laughs> is this a villain RPG movie? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, this, you know, the old lady in the hut, the hotel, yeah. get information, right? Go to the shaman, get information, get your, get your MacGuffins, yeah. you know, <laughs> hold the dark, the yeah. best villain RPG movie ever made. Uh, <laughs> but he kills him, and he, he finds out where the where the wife is. So he's still going after the hunt and meet and meet after the, uh, the wife. On his way though, he yeah. stopped at a buddy's house because the grandma John Wick fucked him up yeah. and shot him. And uh, he stopped at the friend's house who patched him up and helped him. But then his friend now who is that guy? That guy looks really familiar. That guy is from Green Room. His name is Mason Blair. He's the writer of this film. Him and the director are really good friends. Okay, he's so he was in Green Room. Yeah, he was in Green Room. Yeah. Is he anything else? He looks so uh, familiar. He was in a uh, Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin, which is a movie I still need to watch. <laughs> okay, same, okay. Director, same director. Um, like with, the thing with, with the director is, that I actually followed the director before he got. Um, well, I guess he made his first commercial movie, which was Blue Ruin. He funded Blue Ruin off of Kickstarter campaign, um, and then he got a distribution deal, and then. Uh, he, a studio approached him, I can't remember what studio it was, which was to do um, Green Room. Green Room with Anton Yelchin and uh, Yeah, that was Spence. good. Yeah, and, um, that was good. and then Netflix approached him for this one. Oh, good. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, well, props to him then. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a one? What was the I movie mean, before Blue Ruin? Uh, uh, what the, the director did? No, uh, the, the, the actor was in. I don't know, was it the same director? Same director, yeah. It's called Murder Party. That's the one I saw. Okay. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. Okay, Murder Party, which is hilarious. <laughs> Murder Party's yeah. funny, man. Um, and then, speaking hey, of funny, have hey, you hey, seen Bloody Hell yet? I haven't seen Bloody Hell, no. Yeah, It's fun. Yeah? If you get a chance to watch it for free, check it out. It's fun. Cool. Is it on, is it on Amazon? Uh, no, we paid to rent it because it's a new movie. Oh. Oh, but right, yeah, you right. can find it on Amazon Prime if, if you look for oh, it, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. So he killed the shaman. He got the MacGuffin, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. He has he has upgraded. He has yeah. up, upgraded, right? Yeah. And now he finds out. We're just gonna call him Blue Ruin. So Blue Ruin calls the cops. 
He's like, yo, look, man, this motherfucker's here. He's asleep. I don't want anything. I don't want any part of this. So Skarsgård wakes up, right? He comes up to Blue Ruin, you know, fucks Blue Ruin up. What, what, yeah. what, what was that on the top of the head? It shanked him right in the top of the forehead. What was that? Was yeah. that a, a letter opener or something? Ice pick? Uh, no. uh, it looked like an ice pick. Okay. It looked okay. like an ice pick, yeah. Yeah, he fucked him up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one point where he knew he was going to get fucked up, and he thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to go just screaming at the guy. And he literally, he, he stood up for a second, and it was a whack. Literally right in the cranium, and it was like, that guy was fucked up. I actually I rewinded that point, yeah, right twice, mm. uh, purposely just to listen to the sound effect, right? Yeah, <laughs> because I really convincing. I, yeah, it is. It was really good, and I tried to figure out kind of what the sound was that the Foley guys had used, but um, it was very good, man. It was it was a good scene. Uh, before we get to the, towards the end, let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about the ridiculously brutal it was fun it was fun for me i enjoyed it but really violently brutal act uh scene shootout with the scars guards native american friend fuck those cops up single-handedly that was insane there was that was insane there was more cops than there were in that little village right and it was single-handedly dude that was ridiculous yeah. Was Rambo up there with him? You know, like, <laughs> hey, yo, move aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, I did. Not, I did actually notice uh, a continuity within within that scene. Okay, uh, there's a scene uh, where obviously he's got he's got he's a, he's a machine gun, right? He's like, what well, I guess the name of it is, right? Yeah, he's got a machine gun on the stand, and he's he's blasting everyone, and then he takes it off just to get around the corners and stuff. And he's holding, and then this she cuts back to him from behind, and it's back on the thing again, right? Huh. It was like, it was like, yeah, it was for me, it was really obvious because, like, because I make movies, so for me, something yeah. like that is kind of obvious. Maybe the, the general public wouldn't wouldn't pick it up, but but for me, that was a really obvious, I, I don't want to call it a mistake, but it was a really right. obvious thing that had happened. And, um, I just assume he just did it really fast. <laughs> all, all, all that, yeah, all that, yeah. He reloaded um, really fast. But no, no, that's that's interesting. Wow, he did point at that. Yeah, I can see that they they kind of yeah. fucked up there. But that whole scene though was nuts. Because really the sheriff approaches him, yeah. tries to approach him in a friendly way, like, "Look, you're the only one in this area. All this crazy shit's happening. We got to get a statement from you. We got to talk to you, man." Yeah. And and again, it seemed like there was a history, but. They didn't really go into detail what the history was between the two, you know. Now, before he goes, fuck you, I'm not going anywhere, and then he goes straight ramble on everybody. Before that, what is your theory about him talking about the phone call? Remind me what the phone call was. So he he kept saying to him, he's basically oh. mentioning his pregnant wife, the sheriff's pregnant yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, so I got that. Now. So I guess the assumption was that Skarsgård was going to go there and, and fuck his wife up, right? Uh, that was my takeaway from it. Like, I could be completely wrong, right? But that was my take from it, right? Okay. But why? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why would Skarsgård... He's trying to find his own wife. Why would he go kill the sheriff's wife? 
Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I got, I, I, the only thing I got of it was okay. The movie's introducing these, you know, religious slash supernatural elements, right. and the whole town. You got the old witch. Everybody knew there's darkness in the town. There's darkness with these characters. Everybody kind of knows this. Mm-hmm. I kind of got, you know, the vibe where he was kind of predicting an omen. Yeah, like maybe you should stop fucking with me and go see how your wife's doing because she's got, she's got, she's, you know, she's not gonna go in labor, but. Yeah. He mentioned something about her being pregnant. Yeah, and we, and we thought he was pregnant. Right, and I thought we were kind of going somewhere later in the movie with the wife maybe going into labor pains early. Yeah, maybe he was the Native American farmers predicting the future of something dark's going to happen to your wife. Mm-hmm. So you need to stop fucking with me. But yeah. nothing really happened later with the wife. So I was just like, yeah, well, yeah. why didn't he bother bringing? Why did he bring that up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was weird. Even right before he died, before he pulled yeah. out the crystal, he says it again. You might want to call your wife. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm accepting well, maybe, this. Well, maybe it was because he knew that the sheriff was going to get fucked up, right? And the next call that was going to happen was going to be his wife getting a call that your husband's dead. Oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Again, going back to what you said earlier. It's whatever you come up with, baby. That's the right yeah. answer. <laughs> you know, the movie is actually based on a book, right? Yeah, I heard about that. So, yeah. So, so I think kind of what they've done is they've had to cut out a lot of stuff for right. the sake of the movie, right? To keep it at like a two-hour runtime. Uh, so I, I think, th- you think the movie was a little bit, a little bit too long. It was. There were some parts which were like, oh, just half an hour, half an yeah, hour. Yeah, I think at least. 25, 30 minutes could have been cut from the movie, right? Um, yeah. I can't, I mean, I understand the reason that they tried to do it to build some kind of tension, but I also think because the movie wasn't actually shot in Alaska, so spoilers, the, oh. movie, was shot, the movie was shot in Canada, right? Oh, wow, so, look at that. Yeah, so um, I think they tried to get the landscape, because there were a lot of like random shots of, of like the scenery and the landscape of stuff and a lot of drone yeah. shots. Right, so I right. think they built it up that way, just to kind of show off. Because thing is, with certain things within the film industry, is in order for you to go on film in a certain territory, you have to show something because it's like a tax incentive thing, right? right. A, oh, okay, a, a rebate thing. So you have to show a lot of the country, <clears throat> you have to show an aspect of the country enough in order for you to qualify for the rebate. So I think I think that was kind of the reason. It was probably an extra twenty five minutes of them just showing landscape. Right, uh, right. They could have, they could have snipped it here and there. Tony, Tony's asking, is the book better? Uh, I haven't actually read the book. Uh, oh, I, mean, okay. I, I watched a lot of interviews with the writer and the director because I, I really like the director. So maybe my opinion is a bit biased of the movie, but um, yeah, I haven't actually read it. But I, but I know for a fact they would have cut at least half of the book. Probably, just, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. As you, you know, they they only have a certain amount of time to do stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after that, re- it, in crazy, insane uh, shootout, man, that was nuts. What what made me go holy fucking shit was when this guy, the book, the art, the, the you know, the the author, the book author, <laughs> and the guy that studies behavior, you know, behavior. He's a behavior analyst as well yeah. as a book author. This motherfucker was like, all right, this is terrible. All these cops are getting fucked up. 
you know, he grabs a shotgun and he starts shooting and running at the, running yeah. at the guy. I was like, holy shit, Jeffrey Wright just went fucking John Wick himself. Fuck it. Because <laughs> you know, they're all pinned down. They're all gun. It's like, you know, he's like, I mean, I was like, whoa, what is happening here? It was, it was cool, though. It was a really good scene. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you have Jeffrey Wick? Jeffrey Wick, yes. Do you have a theory on why when he yelled stop to the Native American, he looked right at his eyes and the Native American didn't shoot? I know that was very, like, twice I watched the movie, I've tried to understand what the reason behind that was. Maybe it was Jeffrey Wright showed innocence. Maybe it was someone that was not part of the land, right? Because right. the cops, are, the cops are already a part of the land. They they're an hour away from where they are, right? Right. So it's like, so the cops understand everything that's been going on. Uh, like like the Native American, he says, "When my daughter died, you came once, and you didn't even give me a phone call back, and you never came back ever again." Right? He goes, right. "You didn't even come." Right. So my assumption is maybe this guy he's come out of his way. A random person, because somebody sent him a fucking letter, and he's come and he's helping, and he's been there for days, and he's right. trying to understand what's going on, and it's it's, and this is this is a normal citizen, right? right. And he's not he's not in like law enforcement, he's no special guy. Maybe that was the reason when he said stop, he understood that I know you're here to help, right? Yeah, because there was some. How many times did Jeffrey Wright have an opportunity to leave? Yeah, so many times. But he right? kept coming back to help investigate because he was concerned. You know what I mean? Um, um, but your theory on the whole innocence thing, I have I I think I have I have a theory on your theory. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was crazy. So they ended up taking out the na- the Native American friend mm. whose plans to help Scars Guard was kind of ambiguous. We could still kind of assume the reasons why, because it's similar position of him as a father losing his child yeah um but he does mention though when they're in the truck when they part ways he goes i'll stall everybody yeah right because otherwise the cops would have gone straight on his trail right after he right the cops, right? right so he's, he's stalling them by literally machine gunning them all <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the only way that because because the cop says we all have to go we have to all leave to go to this village yeah and, and stop scars god obviously scars god not there and it's the Native American guy. So that's the right. stall, I guess, right? It's to kind of... I think you're right, yes. Yeah. I think you nailed it right there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I understand, you know, I will, you know, from, from one dad losing his, to his child to another dad losing his child, I'll, from that perspective, I will help stall the cops so that way you can get away and, and, and find your wife and find out what the fuck happened. So I will stall them by this. <laughs> you know, I, I I didn't need an excuse to play that and played that clip in a while, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he you know he destroys all of them, but then he, you know they they take him out, they end up taking him out eventually, and then now this whole third act is basically hold on, let me make sure. Oh, also, just to rewind a little bit, yeah. or maybe actually after that, the, you know, the, the our Jeffrey Wright and the sheriff team up, and he's giving the sheriff theories of what he thinks 
is going on. And he yeah. mentioned this is where it gets really interesting. He mentions um, that maybe in a way because he's a behavior analyst, right? That he noticed right away off the bat, like us as viewers, off the right yeah. off the bat, something is wrong, right? This is yeah. the darkness, darkness hovering her, there's mm-hmm. darkness in the area. There's something not right. And he said that maybe in a way he's you know speculating. Maybe in a way, the wife wanted to avoid the darkness passing on to her kid mm. because he was like, maybe there's darkness in the husband, maybe there's darkness in both of them. And they don't want that passed down to the kid. Maybe that's the reason she took the kid out. Right. Going back to the wolves, taking out their young for reasons. You know, these are just theories. These are just things he brought out that I thought was interesting. Uh, bootleg notes over here. <laughs> Um, so let's see here. Now we get to the finale. Now the third act here, this whole time, I'm like, here we go. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I was like, okay, I'm expecting the great silence ending. It's a Western. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. I'm expecting the great silence ending, right? This is why the audience completely hates this movie. This is, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So you have... <laughs> you have them, uh, the, the Jeffrey Wright and the sheriff, teaming up to find out to find where, excuse me, the mother is at. Right. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom! Sheriff gets an arrow right in the throat. Yeah, right in the throat. Because you know, Rambo, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, villain. Oh yeah, I forgot this is a villain RPG. So he had to, he upgraded. You know, to get that air, bow and arrow to use it, <laughs> or, you know, he's he's his, uh, his, uh, what is it? He's got enough mana built up in the arrows to use it. You know, for 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 his enemies. <laughs> so right into the boom, you know, sheriff's dead. I'm like, here we go, here we go. This is where it's going to start, right? This I know that I know this is why the audience is going to hate this movie because we're going to have the great silence ending here, mm-hmm. and right after that, you know. He he can't save that. He can't save the sheriff. The sheriff is dead. He should have made that phone call. I don't know. Yeah. Back to your theory, and then uh, he gets into the cave. You know, he finds her in the cave. Mm. Finds out where she's been hiding this whole time. Finds out where the mother's been hiding this whole time, and he tells her, "Look, motherfucking villain RPG is on his way. All right, he has upgraded. He has upgraded." He's got guns, arrows, all the whole the whole thing. He's got all the mana. We are fucked. We need to get you out of here, and we need to save you. And then right after that, arrow through his chest. Boom. He's done. Yeah. I'm like, here it is. Here it is. This is why the audience must hate this movie. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is it. This is it. Um, Lady Fabler, totally different. I'll, 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 I'll just to mention it just for fun, but she, she her theories of what she thought about the movie, just for fun. Uh, but I was like, here we go. All right, so he's on the ground. Looks like he's dying because of the arrow, yeah. and then finally, he slowly walks up to her. Right, slowly walks up to her. It looks like he's about to choke slam her. Slams over up against the the wall there, and then he she slowly lifts his mask off, and then you can see actual emotion for the first yeah. time. Yeah, for the first time, he's showing emotion. He's crying. Maybe got a little bit of snot there. I don't know, but he's just crying <laughs> there. And then all of a sudden, they they headbutt each other, right? 
Bonk's adventure headbutt, right? And then and then they kiss, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine, but I'm thinking of the audience watching this. What did they actually, what did they hate and loathe about this movie? I'm like, oh no, oh no, I think I know. So after that, I'm like, okay, the bad guys win. Already the, the, the audience is gonna hate this. Already they're gonna hate that. They don't like that shit. Because yeah. sometimes, because sometimes when they view a movie where the villains win, they look at the movie as a waste of time. Mm. Which I get it. I understand that. But when you have well-made movies like The Great Silence, I get it. I get it back then, back in the 60s, why they hated that. Mm. But we love it. Me and Lady Fatbud love it. We were shocked and our jaw was to the ground because we were like, holy shit, did that just happen? Which is, you know, some directors want to make it, want to make the point that not all the good guys win all the time. And it's about yeah. the pursuit. You know, it's about the pursuit. It's about trying to save the day more than actually saving the day. Mm. The, the person that tries to save the day is still a hero, even if they don't complete the task. They're still a hero because they're trying to save the day. And that was the point of The Great Silence, which was a Western everybody hates until now. Okay? <laughs> so, all right. So I'm like, okay, they're going that route. Maybe that's what the director's trying to do. So I'm like, but wait, I'm expecting the great silence here. So I'm like, okay, something horribly is going to go wrong. Here. So they they head buds, they head buds, <laughs> they butt heads, <laughs> right? They butt heads. They're like they give they give themselves googly moogly eyes, right? And then they both get ready to walk out and leave. And I was like, okay, they're going to leave him there in the cave to die, and that's going to be the end of their movie. And I'm sure the audience is like, fuck you, right? <laughs> then Skarsgård comes back, untwists the arrow, the, the point of the arrow, untwists it off of the stick, takes the arrow out of him, out of him mm. kind of helps him in a way. And before then walks he, off. So before, he, before he does that, because quite clearly the fucking arrow has pierced his lung, right? He gives him a fucking cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. That was the only thing that was going through my head. It was like, dude, like you just been punctured in the lung. I'm yeah. sure the last thing you want to do is fucking inhale <laughs> tobacco, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and then he, then they, they they leave him there and they walk out, right? And I was like, okay, now he's gonna die horribly, and the audience is gonna go fuck you. So then, <laughs> then he then the next scene. <clears throat> he crawls out. He yeah. crawls out on the snow bleeding. And I'm like, oh no. They're going to have him get fucking eaten alive, aren't they? He's going to get eaten alive now by the wolves that he loves, the wolves that he writes books about. The movie's going to end it with our hero getting eaten alive. And then the audience is going to go, fuck you. Right? You know what? That would have been a good ending, man. But I was waiting for that, right? Because it's yeah. so low the audience score is. I was waiting for oh, they're gonna they're gonna hate this. Like they're gonna hate this. Our hero getting eaten alive and the villains skip away. Wee! Right? They're gonna hate this. But no, the wolves kind of changed their mind. Mm. And then he gets uh, some of the natives, the Native Americans pick him up. They, they they come by, they rescue him, and they take him to the hut and kind of pat patch him up and stuff. And as soon as, well, before that, they take, they take him to the hut, and I'm like, oh, he's going to get eaten. They're going to eat him. 
<laughs> You're gonna eat them, and then the audience is gonna go fuck you, <laughs> right? I was like, what? I was I'm waiting. I was like, okay, where is it gonna happen? Where it's gonna crush the audience? Where is the scene gonna happen? But no, they they didn't eat them. They, you know, they they basically patched them up. They were badasses. They were cool peeps, and they patched them up, helped them out, and and he ended up going to the hospital and then they show him in the hospital and I'm waiting. There's somebody sitting on this side and I'm like, it's Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles is on the side here. Okay. He's going to fucking kill him. And the audience is going to go, fuck you. Right. <laughs> but no, it's his daughter there. We forgot to talk. Well, not that much to say about the daughter, but you can tell yeah. there's the father daughter issues. Mm. But she, he's one, she's one of the reasons he even came out there to investigate. Yeah. So she's by his side and, and in the movie ends, with her going, what happened to you? And he goes, it's a long story, right? Yeah. And then the building blows up. And then the audience goes, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and, but here's, here's the confusing part. So I was like, dude, he, he lived. Yeah. The hero lived. I was expecting him to be drawn and quartered or whatever the fuck you say, or yeah. skinned alive. Like, I, I was like, I was expecting like the worst, most horrific thing ever. Like, why don't audience give it 32%? But he yeah. lived. The good guy lived. He but did. I think the fact that the villains still lived and got away was what really kind of bothered the, the, the audience, I think, I more, think so. than, more than anything because, else. Because they go back to the burial site where the sun is. Yeah. And they, they dig the coffin out and then they literally, they do like a Western thing. They just tied it around to the fucking rope. Django. Yeah, like Django, yeah, and they just they dragged it across the snow into God knows where. But and this this was one of the things that um, uh, Lady Fablet had issues with. She, on a technical level, just like just like me and you, loved the movie. On a technical level, she loved the acting. She she was she was not annoyed with the movie. Her issue with the movie was, and this is just her, but her but I can understand it. But her issues with the movie was. They introduced all these different elements, but they didn't go anywhere. Yes, true. And that was really her pet peeve of the movie. She she doesn't think it deserves thirty two percent. Like she's like, no, no, no. The movie's so good and so well made that it doesn't deserve thirty two percent. But she said though, she would have liked it more if a lot of those interesting elements kind of had some kind of payoff. Because first we're introducing, you know. The uh, or for example, the whole religious supernatural aspect, like why go through all the trouble to shoot the cops, steal the kid's body, put him in a coffin, do the blood ritual, put the signs on the coffin, bury the coffin, right? Which is what you do. Yeah. And the other father didn't have a chance to do that with his child, so this was kind of a big deal. But then right, right at the end of the movie, they're dragging the coffin away. Mm. And it was kind of like, well, what was the point of all that then? Yeah, there's things like that throughout the movie where they introduce interest, really interesting concepts. Yeah, but it kind of seems like it just didn't really go anywhere in the end, and you just kind of assume that they're just evil for the sake of being evil, and that's it. Now, what do you think of this? The photograph. Do you remember the photograph he showed the? Even the, the grandma was like, "Why is that? That film is old. Nobody takes photos like this." Because like, this is, you know, him and his, he's like, "This is a picture of my wife." And in the photograph, they're both young. They look like they're both at the same age, and they're right next to each other, and they look like twins. I think we got some Lannister shit going on. 
Well, well, I, I, I actually know the theory. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. Not, it's not even a theory. It, it, it's fact. It was confirmed. So, okay. this is like, this is like major spoilers now. Like, this is for anybody watching right now. So, the husband and wife, they're not husband and wife. They're actually siblings. Right. Yeah, right. And their child is an inbred child, right? Right. Which had, and he, and the child has issues, right? Right. Uh, which is the reason they kill him. And it's the right. same thing going back to the earlier thing is the wolves killing their own right. children that are not well or they're sick or whatever, yeah, or to kind of provide for the rest of the pack. Savage. Right? The savages, yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah. so it's, it's the same thing. So, okay. Um, so, and, and the, the writer and director did confirm it, right? That okay. It, they are brother and sister. And like going back to the photo, they look like twins, right? And right. Another thing was, um, which I think is in a deleted, deleted footage somewhere. But I remember uh, Jeremy Saunier saying it, the director. He's saying, when Jeffrey Wright stays at the lodge for the first time, and she puts his hand around his throat, her throat, right? Right. The husband does the same thing in the cave, right? Oh. Okay. And, it, and things because she's not seen her husband for so, or her, I guess because her brother for a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, so she so she was cra- she was craving that BDSM shit, right? Oh, <laughs> okay. And, and that's why when he seen her in the cave, that was the first thing he did to her, right? Okay. Which is kind of why it was a bit weird when we first watched it. Yeah, yeah. And then they just started making yeah. out, and so like it kind of makes sense now. Uh, so, okay. but Jeremy Jeremy did say in an interview, I'll have to find. It, I think it's in. A common, I think it's in a variety interview, but he says. Um, when they were children, he used to pick on his sister and he used to strangle her all the time. Right. right? Oh, which okay. Is, which is why it's in the movie, right? But obviously right. that scene, they must have cut out. Um, but that that was the whole reason behind it and that they were okay. siblings and they, I guess, had a lust for one another or like whatever it is. But, but it was uh, like slightly hinted in the movie. Like they didn't come out and say bluntly, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so that makes a lot more sense now. But, but do you think they could have still did the same movie, got their point across, but not have the supernatural religious elements in there? Because at the end, of, at the end of the day, it, came, it kind of seemed like it was kind of pointless. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it looked like it was supposed to build up to something. Yeah, but it kind of just fell flat on its face, right? Like it, it didn't, it didn't really go anywhere. I think a lot of the stuff didn't go anywhere. The machine gun scene. What was the reason behind it? I don't know. What was just, the reason I'm killing the child? You saw all the cops. Right, everything was kind of really. The whole movie is a big question mark. Right, right. Like I've seen it twice now. Like for me, I really enjoy the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I wrote down as my very last last note. This is word for word. I'm about to read. Yeah. Okay. Movie movie makes no fucking sense. Wait, <laughs> right? who who wrote that? I wrote it in my notes. Oh, okay. This is my, my last fucking bit that I wrote. Okay. Word for word, movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? You can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of my thing on it. So since we don't, since we didn't get the great silence ending that I thought what we were gonna, right. we were going to get, which yeah. I thought was the reason audiences hated the movie. Um. 
which I'm very surprised the critics liked it. I, to be honest, I'm actually surprised the critics gave it that high of a rating. To be honest, yeah. I thought the critics would be like boo too, because it's not your typical happy type ending. You know what I mean? Right. But like, since it didn't have the great silence ending, oh, it's all good, man. Since it yes. didn't have the the great silence ending that I thought it was going to have, which I thought was the reason audiences hated it. I think right. what you just said just now probably is the main reason why not all of the audiences like it is because the movie makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't. The movie, like, it, like, the thing is, I think, I understand why the audience didn't like it. Because, okay. like you said, like, well, yeah. and there's no explanation to anything. Um, right. And it doesn't go into a great, great deal of, like, detail about, like, what's happening, like, what is Jeffrey Wright's background. Um, right. Like, like nothing. It's very little explained. Um, and I think that is probably what annoyed the audience the most because it was like, oh, I just don't understand. Like, when I watched it the first time, I didn't understand anything happened. But like I said, my, my opinion is a bit biased because I, I enjoy the director's work, right? And I've, right, been, following, right, I've been following right. him before <clears throat> years yeah. where he is now. And, um, but yeah, like, I completely understand. But like, on, even on my second viewing, but, but for me, I enjoyed the movie more on the first viewing. Right, it's because right. I didn't know what to expect. But right, now, right. but now because I know the backstory of everything, it kind of it changed my perception a little bit of the movie. I kind of I knew what was coming, so it took away my enjoyment of the movie. I think, um, but nonetheless, like you said, technically and stuff, I don't think anybody can fault the movie. No, right? no, technically, no. no. Like there's there wasn't a single thing that was like that doesn't look right. That shouldn't have been there. But um, yeah, but technically, it's absolutely beautiful movie. Right? Oh yeah, and, and I think I think the audience score I think is about right, but for me personally, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given it that. But we'll go into that in a bit. But but yeah, I I wouldn't have given it a thirty-two. What would uh we we could do it right now? Are we you want are you ready for your vote? You ready to give the the the, up, the thumbs up or the thumbs down? Does it get a pass? Is it really that bad? Hold the dark from Ranjit, thirty-two percent. No, it's not that bad. I think from a technical, if I give you two, if I give you two votes, is, is, does that work? Sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so from a technical point of view, I'd give it about an 80, 85. Okay. Right? But from a general fan of the movie or like a general viewer of the movie, I probably would have given it about between 40 and 45. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is this a rewatchable movie for you? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, even though a lot of it's very strange, even though a lot of questions aren't answered, there's something kind of hip. You know, was it was the word hypnotizing about it? It is. It you is. watch it, and you gotta, you, you know, you, you might find other clues. Yeah. It's one of those, you know. But yeah, te- <laughs> technically, it's great. The acting's great. Yeah, uh, the story is very solid, but yet convoluted. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely one of those. Sure, but that's what you think happened in the scene. You're right. <laughs> I, I agree with what you said about some of the scenes. I think some scenes were a bit too long winded. Yeah, they definitely could have cut between twenty and thirty minutes. I think yeah, thirty minutes I think cut. It, it would have tightened up the movie a lot. Yeah, and I think the the two hour mark was a bit too much. But hey, look, we got. Uh, I mean, it's always better to have more than less, I guess, right? But yeah, um, I mean, unless you're watching Exodus. 
<laughs> but uh, oh god, and that movie we knew what was happening, and we still yeah, hated. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You got a movie where you can you know what's happening in the plot, you know what's going on, but you still hate it. Versus a movie yeah. where you kind of like, all right, there's tons of question mark marks, but I still enjoy the journey. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I get it. I totally get why they. I understand now why the audiences give us such a low rating. But you know, again, all the reasons that you brought up, there's. I think the good outweighs the bad for me. So it, for both of us, it gets the thumbs up. It gets a pass. Yep. So we totally understand why you gave it thirty two percent. We get it. But there's yep. more good than bad for us in here, and I, I believe it deserves much higher than that. What's up? Yeah. I was gonna say, like, why do you think the critics gave it the score that they gave it? That's that's what I'm I'm puzzled with too, to be honest. I'm really puzzled with because this is not one of those. The first thing you think of is okay, this is an agenda based movie, <laughs> some sort of agenda yeah. that gets forced in your fucking face, right? And yeah. they don't do a good job making a good movie with uh, with hints of that agenda in there. No, it's got to slam it in your face. Um, it's not that type of movie at all. Yeah. So I really don't know why um, the, the 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 score is that high. I really don't know. Well, what do what do you think? What do you think? I I think because I think Jeremy at one point was considered like. An indie darling, right? Okay. Like they, they give a lot, lot of like, like it's probably the, the wrong word, but art house directors, right? They give them, they give them a bit of a pass. Uh, so I think that was probably one of the reasons. Okay. Um, well, it's not like it's super high. It's like I think it's like seventy percent. So it's not like it's like eighty, ninety, a hundred. Yeah. But still, uh, you know. And good, you know, good for everyone in, involved. You know, they did good yeah. work here. Good for the director. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of loot boxes or mystery, but mystery boxes, if you will, are in. What Orlando says right here. Look what he says. He said he saw it once and it kept him interested all the way through. Yeah, there's something about it that you just can't stop watching, even though you don't really get all the answers. I think that's mm. why we give it higher than thirty two percent. So. What was what did you feel like there was maybe some significance to the masks and to the cave? Uh well the cave, they discovered that cave and uh like they had a little quick flashback when they discovered the cave, they wanted to get mm. down in there and uh bump uglies. You know, they wanted <laughs> to bump uglies in there. They got some the, the candles around, all that shit, and they were like, hey, we never want to leave here, you know. There was that. It was like a moment, I guess. Their spot, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, there was that. I think the whole mass thing was just the the allegory of the wolves. You know, here's the mm. perfect picture right here. Mm. All the wolves feed on their prey, and in this case, they got rid of the cub basically because mm. of, because of you know what you know the the, the, yeah. they put the cub out of his misery, which was their son, unfortunately. Um, but uh. You know, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have a, a theory on the mask? Yeah, I think I think you're right with the masks. Um, like I said, like I, I think I, I definitely agree with both your points. I think the cave was just a spot for them. I don't think it had really any significant meaning behind it. But yeah, um, the masks definitely. I think it was it was almost like a like an alter ego for them, 
when they put on the mask, they they become something else. Like, like when she comes out the bathtub for the first time, when she's wearing the mask, it's like a yeah. whole a whole persona and her demeanor <clears throat> is completely different. Yeah. Right, and the moment she takes it off and she starts crying. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's yeah, and and it's the same the same thing with him. Like when he puts when he was without the mask, he was pretty pretty harmless to, to an extent. But when yeah, he put yeah. on the mask, he was like fucking John Wick, right? He, yeah, was, you're, you're he was he was going through everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think what what was your your, your biggest pet peeve with the movie there? Oh, we kind of already went over it already. Just mm. a lot of things introduced, mm. and they were just like, "Oh man, this is really interesting." Mm. It was like this. Watching this whole movie is is was this. Oh man, this is really cool. This is real. Oh shit! Did you see that? What the fuck just happened? Did that just happen? Oh man, <laughs> this is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is really interesting. Movie, where are you going? Movie, you, you gonna answer that? You gonna answer that? <laughs> you know, that was that was my reaction. But yeah, but overall, man, it's it's a. I think it's still a good movie. It's definitely worth checking out. You know. Yeah, I uh, think for any, for any for anybody, it's definitely worth a one time watch at least. Right. Right. Um, I'll probably yeah. will watch it. I think I probably will watch it at least another once or twice. I've I've still not watched it with Charmin just yet. So me and her have yet to Uh-oh. watch it together. Yeah, so me and her have yet to watch she, it. She heard, all, she heard all the spoilers, though. <laughs> She's okay oh. with spoilers, man. She's okay. okay with spoilers. Okay. Uh, while I got you for a few more minutes, yeah. what do you think of this? What's your take? I like it, man. I do like yeah, it. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. But you know what? For me, I really liked him in Suicide Squad. Right? Oh, you like the damaged. I really liked like I have the Jared Leto tattoo on my arm. Of the Joker, right? <laughs> so, yeah, the what? The Jared Leto. The su- well, it's not actually Jared, but it's it's this one. Oh wow! Here, where is it? There. It okay. Is. Yeah. So <clears throat> I actually, I for me that was the most unique Joker. I think everyone kind of went the same way with it. Like right, as, right. as much as I enjoy everybody else's, and I really enjoy his Ledger's performance. Yeah. For me, and this is, I think I'm in the minority with this. I really enjoyed. Jared Little Suicide Squad Joker. I think, like like he said, they could have made a whole movie out of all his scenes that were cut, right? right. And I, th- I think it would have been so fucking epic. Um, when I when I first saw the movie, I liked the look at first because it was different. Mm-hmm. I didn't want somebody to just do Heath Ledger all over again. Yeah, you know. Uh, when I watched the movie again, though, I got more pissed off about it <laughs> because that's just me, though. Because uh, it's like, dude, come on, man. We know all of these extra scenes with him were filmed. Mm. We know all these extra scenes with him were filmed. Now, whether they're cringeworthy and he sounds like Jim Carrey sometimes in the in the movie, that's, debat- <laughs> that's debatable. But either way, I would have liked to see all of his scenes. Mm. In the movie, that would have been nice instead of him just being in the movie for like ten minutes. There was more of Jared Lowe in the um, Rick Ross music video than there was of him in the movie. <laughs> but did you see the screenshots of like yeah. film? Like, there's a shot of him like look like he's fucked up on this side, like he's yeah. burn a little bit or yeah. bleeding, and he's holding like a grenade or dynamite or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked fucking crazy, dude. His hair was like over here because he's like mm. been in the battle or something. I'm like, where yeah. the fuck is that in the movie? Yeah. 
It's a, it's a shame. I'm, but I think I think with the new look, I think they realized. Yeah, I, I definitely like. It. I think, but I think they kind of realized their mistakes with Suicide Squad, and they yeah. tried to fix it. And I think they definitely tried to go more Heath Ledger looking. But right. since he doesn't have the uh, tattoos, is this yeah. flashback footage we're going to be seeing of him? So, so there was reported yesterday um, that Jared Leto—sorry, this is spoilers for anyone. No, uh, Jared, Jared Leto will only be appearing in a flashback scene. And that Batman has, which is uh, like a premonition, and Joker, okay. ap- Joker appears to him, and okay. he says, "And he says you have to save the world because you can't live without me, and I can't live without you. We're made for each other, right? Like because I have to create anarchy, and you have to save it, right? Right, right. And right. and um, and he he tells him of the the impending doom that is apocalypse coming, or not, right. not apocalypse, uh, uh, dark side." dark side coming so um okay that's just, as far as i know just don't let it be short you know don't let it be I, like two minutes I, gone I, like i really think you will only be a two minute thing really yeah uh, but the, they have they have to build a hype around the character though right i so, would love i would love if if it's if it's gonna be two minutes maybe he can have multiple flashbacks throughout the movie hmm. and level could show up in his head like at least for like a few seconds or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know because what's gonna what's gonna happen is what if that two minutes is gold, and it's a huge improvement over the Suicide Squad Joker version. Yeah. The audience can be pissed. They're gonna be like, "Well, that was just two minutes. What the fuck?" Like yeah. again, <laughs> again, you're giving us Leto and spurts. Yeah. What the fuck? You know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. As long as it's good. As long as it's well done. That's all we're here for. Yeah. As long as it's entertaining. You know, as long as it's entertaining. I hear so that, that, that. What's the next tap? Tila Man? You know, it's funny that, you, like, that you're like saying it, and the producer actually agreed, agreed today to write. <laughs> to, to, oh, no! to, he, has, he has specifically asked Charmin to write a one page uh, treatment. No way! Right? But, like, like, a full on horror movie, not like a piss take. Like, a full on horror movie based around the idea of the Tila Man. So, well, he was supposed to be a villain, right? He's a villain, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Don't blame me, man. Right, Don't this character. This character literally came into fruition from your show because. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, we are speaking with the producer now. The producer's like, yeah, like, oh, because. No. Because we're we're actually supposed to be shooting a movie in March, yeah. and, the, and the producer's saying, "Look, if you can get the script ready, we can shoot them back to back." Oh, right? so, so as, as as funny as it sounds, like it's a very big possibility. Wow! Look at that; they're excited. Sexy Sumo's excited. <laughs> hey, in the long run, if it's you know if it's a fun movie and you, you profit from it, then hey, it was all yeah. worth it, right? I'm not even going to say you can. Uh, it's actually it actually is. Oh <laughs> I'm so happy. Don't please don't be mad at me, but I'm so happy that that deserves a celebration. You know what that deserves? That deserves. That's right, baby. The Van Dam Dam. <laughs>
I deserve to talk to Bam Bam Bance. Oh my god. So you can I'm not even gonna say you can blame, like you can actually you know Charmin was the one that made this happen. You're, we've been together for a while now, and the first thing she said when we got together was, you have to make a film about a patila, right? And, like, just over the last five, six years, she's, she just kept saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. And she, she mentioned it to the producer today, because Charmin is my producing partner on, right, the, right, on, right. The, on the last few films. So she mentioned it to the producer today. And I think she actually just mentioned it as a complete joke. But, <laughs> yeah. but the producer actually turned around and was like, I actually do like that. He was write a one-page treatment for it and he goes let's see where we can take it this is great this is great oh yes i am so for this yes oh i'm so excited for this movie oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh dude hey you got hey just let me know keep me in the loop i'll i'll let people know about it you know (laughs) champion this movie i will champion it i wish i could be in it i could be a patila man victim i wish i could oh, be okay. a, a <laughs> real quick ripping tests out be great you know? oh lord oh my god <laughs> she's having fun she's having fun yeah she's, she's great hey <laughs> best of luck to you my friend congratulations you. to all your future endeavors uh, chat. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up a little bit early today because uh, uh, Ranjit has a lot of work to do getting re- that Patila Man movie ready. Uh, but <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us today. You guys fucking rock. Don't forget to follow uh, Ranjit's work. That's right. Exiled son. Exiled the chosen ones coming out. Gonna be coming out later this year. Keep an eye on it. Some badassity abounds in that movie. I cannot wait to check it out and watch it. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow, guys, is the big one. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific time versus episode three, son. That's right. The Warriors versus the Wanderers versus the Outsiders. Tomorrow, discussion, 6 p.m. That's right. Three will enter. One will fall. We'll see what happens. But it's going to be a fun time tomorrow. i got a huge cast, huge guests going to be showing up. Uh, it's gonna be fun, and I'll uh, see you guys tomorrow. And uh, don't forget, follow Ranjit's work. See all you badasses next time. Take care, Petula Man. Take care, guys. <laughs>